And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Is that a heart? Jamie's I'm giving all the YouTubers a heart. What the, <laughs> what, the, what the kids do? I really added myself. <laughs> We're I millennials, did the millennial people. heart, and then I was like, how do I do the, it's like this, the gender you, yeah, you only oh. outed yourself on YouTube, so don't worry. Yeah. 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 Podcasters, you can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) That means you got to watch us. Go on YouTube (laughs) and see what we're doing. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, today we are talking about something that kind of spans our millennial like culture. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the 2023 horror film Saw X. How much time do I have? A year? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. My advice? Retire. You know, at this stage, everyone always searches for a way out. But sometimes those who accept their fate have an easier time. Easier time? What? Dying? So your advice to me is to die easy. I don't know why that was really funny to me. Like the idea of like the <laughs> saw chain, like we're, we grew up with the saw and, chain. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not wrong. I was just like in that moment, I was like, oh my god, yeah, you're right. <laughs> And this God. is, is this the first one? No, this is one of the first ones that we've covered multiple entries in. Like we've covered multiple saw mm. entries. We did the original saw, we did spiral, and now we're doing this one. We did three conjuring movies. Right, right. We've done multiple Friday the 13th movies. Um, oh, yeah. Are you just thinking oh, about the Halloween's in general that we've covered? And the Halloween's. Say that yeah. again? You're just talking about chains in general that we've covered? Yeah, and in the Halloween we've covered – Four of them. Yeah. Four of them? Because we did all three of the remakes and then the terrible one that we all hated. Oh, five. We did the original one, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, then five. <laughs> yeah. Good for good on us. Good on <laughs> us. A, a horror podcast and Halloween is the top <laughs> chain that we discussed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems seems pretty. We're, we're doing good, guys. Hashtag mm-hmm. doing our best. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're talking about Saw X today, and this is directed and edited by a Kevin Grudert, and it was written by Peter Goldfinger. What a great name! Great and Josh name. Stolberg. <laughs> uh, this is the tenth installment in the Saw chain, uh, i.e., why it's X. And it is a direct sequel to the first Saw movie, and it is a prequel to the second one. So this is in between the first and the second Saw movies. It stars our one and only Jigsaw, Tobin Bell, uh, Shawnee Smith, 
Sonova Lund, Stephen Brand, Renata Vatka, and Michael Beach. Now, obviously, heavy spoilers for Saw X, and maybe I'm sure we'll talk about uh, some of the other Saws. So be prepared for that as well. Catch up on all nine, ten, and then come listen. Uh, and Jamie, please give us the listicle of trigger warnings that there are in this. I mean, come on, folks. This is a Saw movie. <laughs> it's Saw. It's Saw. There's going to be a Saw. There's going to be insides <laughs> on the outside Just one times a thousand. Yes. Um, and boy, do they deliver – on the on the methods uh includes uh brain <laughs> surgery uh yes. uh cutting cutting body parts mm-hmm. uh radiation yeah uh, <laughs> hammering sucking, body parts hammering oh, yeah, body parts, parts. uh threat of pipe bombs um mm-hmm. Extracting bone marrow. I know I said brain surgery, but the, the brain surgery times two. Um, times two. Times two. Uh, yes. Waterboarding with blood. <laughs> Bloodboarding, if blood you will. Bloodboarding. Bloodboarding, uh, yes. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's also like a weird reference, like a, a weird, like almost assault that happens. Um, oh, that's right. very distasteful, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, cause I think Brian already mentioned that as like an offhand when we like yes. very briefly talked about seeing this movie. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about that again for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I missing? Poisonous gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gas. And Unclear just the talk of like. What kind of gas it is. Just some weird chemical just gas. Some chemical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and lots like of references the, to cancer. Yes. Right. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Um, cancer and death and like, you know, end of life, um, is a major theme as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, intestines, using intestines as, uh, oh, as, rope. as a rope, as a lasso, <laughs> as a lasso. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, oh man. Yeah. Cannibal oh, cowboys. Mm-hmm. There's a gun. Uh, cannibal cowboy. Cannibal. That has to be a movie somewhere. <laughs> cannibal, cannibal cowboys. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a lot. Is there anything else? I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, that's so. a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot. Of, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, breaking fingers in the beginning. Oh yeah. Along oh with yeah. The sucking yeah. Yes. The eyeballs. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Oh yeah. What a brutal. Oof. And yeah. it wasn't even real. Well, let's. We'll get into it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, before we get into all of that, because there is much to discuss, because like Jamie said, guys, it's Saw. Like, you should know by now what you're, what you're walking into. Um, Brian, producer Brian, give us some words, please. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Talking Horror, or welcome to Talking Horror for the first time. I'm producer <laughs> Brian. Um, if you want more Talking Horror, you can follow us on all social media. Check us mm-hmm. out on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on TikTok. Um, we uh, cover more movies and more lists and stuff like that on all those social medias. Um, I show off my super cool Funko collection of horror Funkos. Um, so <laughs> check nice. all of that out. Thank you. Thank you. Um, check all that out. Um, and if you want to see us, uh, we're on YouTube. So hi, everyone. Hi. 
You're so funny. You talked about um, Pop Funkos uh, just for a second on a soapbox because for some reason I was talking to a friend about like older people and collecting stuff and how mm-hmm. like they just have a whole bunch of stuff in their house. And you just talked about your Pump Funkos. Uh, wow. Pump Funk. Fuck. Funko Pops. I'm done. Cut the podcast. Yeah, I'm done. This is our last episode. Actually, this is my last episode. Yeah, this is Nikisha's last episode. Actually, I'm getting replaced <laughs> by a punk Funko Pop. But that just reminds me that I have been uh, collecting these glass pumpkins that are just all like glass blown different uh, colors and mixes of things. And it just made me think like, I'm probably going to be the old bitty with a house full of just glass pumpkins. And people are going to be like, what is wrong with her? But I love Halloween. Question. I have a follow-up question on your glass (laughs) pumpkins. For your glass pumpkins, are they a similar brand? Or like anytime you see a glass blown pumpkin, it doesn't matter if it's like just one specific company that makes them like it doesn't matter. Like you're Mm -mm. you're just into glass blown pumpkins. Yes, I got one from Target and then I went uh in Chicago to this pumpkin patch and inside the general store there was this shelf full of glass pumpkins. And the way I had to stop myself from buying five of them, because why did I need them? But they just looked so pretty. I'm going to get one. Una moment. How many do you have? I just, oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm so confused. I only have two, but I want more, right? And so this one glows in the dark. And I That's just think cool. that it's, yes. And then this is from Target, Okay. So you guys, you have to be on YouTube now because you need to see all these things. And then this one is from the pumpkin patch. But I just think that they just look so cool. And nice. it was going to take all of my Hamilton money um, for these pumpkins. But Great. that just reminded me. That is um, my uh, pumpkin parlor talk. Pumpkin, pumpkin corner. Pumpkin, pumpkin corner. Talk. Oh, it's your pumpkin patch. My pumpkin patch. Oh, exactly. That's good. Nikisha's that's pumpkin patch. Nikisha's pumpkin patch. Uh, I'll tell you guys when I get another one. Yeah. Nikisha, take a picture of them. Uh, yes. And I'll post them on social media so people who only listen know what they're talking, you're talking about. Um, but speaking pumpkins. of pumpkins, here's one of my newest Funkos. It's the chicken McDonald's chicken nugget <gasps> uh, with all the, uh, the, um, the pails, the like uh, Halloween pails. Yeah, the Halloween um, candy uh, barrels. Yeah, my that's uh, super cute. For those of you who know my friend, uh, my friend <laughs> Robot Garytron uh, uh, got Maybe. me this one. Nice, that's a really nice one. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so that's been Pumpkin Patch and Funko Corner. I don't know. In the Funko <laughs> Corner, <Pumpkin> yes. <laughs> corner. All right. So, you, have you guys watched anything uh, else this week? Anything spooky, spooks? Not Uh-oh. spooky. Yeah, you know what. We, <laughs> we we finished all 12 hours of the Lord of the Rings, the extended version. <gasps> you did? Mm-hmm. We powered That's such a short them. amount of time. Well, yeah, we did the tw- it. 12 hours right. is short? No, 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 no. The fact that between the last <laughs> recording that we did, which was only a week ago, that you guys spent 12 hours in one week to watch I these mean, movies. To be fair, this was a holiday week that we happened to be uh, watching. Okay. So we had yeah. more time to dedicate to said watching. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Yeah, How do you feel that about opportunity. it? <laughs> it was her first time ever watching these things. So Yeah, it was my first time ever watching like 
the first two Lord of the Rings, period. And mm, mm-hmm. my first time with the extended cut for all of them. Got it. And I was like very surprised how much I really enjoyed these movies. And they made me very emotional. And then I was super sad oh. that they were over. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh my God, like I spent all this, I spent this week with my friends and now, now what am I supposed to do? Um, yes. Like what are my friends doing now? They're yeah. just, yeah. And apparently Brian well. can speak to my reactions. Oh yeah. Some of them were amazing. So <laughs> I'll tear some highlights. In the yes. first movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, when um, Gandalf defeats the Balrog and it starts falling off the bridge of Khazad-dûm, um, Jamie was like, "Yeah, fuck that Balrog." She was like very into it. And then I when the, witch- the ba- I knew what the Balrog was. This is a nerd alert. Nerd alert. Pew, pew, pew. Nerd I used to play. Alert. I used to play Maple Story in like high school, and it's just like mm. an online game. And there were Balrogs in that game, so I was familiar with the Balrog. Okay. <clears throat> but when the whip comes back and pulls him down into the like like it pulls Gandalf down, she gasped audibly. I was, sh- was I was shocked. I was thoroughly I was not expecting that to happen at all. I didn't realize that he gets I knew like I I've I mean this mo- these movies came out like a ver- for a while. So like I've mm-hmm. seen gifs, there's like a million memes blah blah blah. Um, so I knew that Gandalf, spoilers, I knew that Gandalf the Grey turns into Gandalf the White. And I knew that it had something to do with, uh, like, going down this this hole. Um, but I did not know that he gets pulled in. And that shocked me. Mm. Um. <laughs> I wish I could, I knew exactly what you were talking about. But I'm glad that it gave you such an emotional reaction. You should, you should watch was it. it I, was, okay. I was surprised at, like, how strong of an emotional reaction and connection that I had as someone yeah, who like, yeah. I'm not like a huge fantasy person. It takes yeah. like, it, it needs to really have a particularly compelling story to like engage me. This is also like, mm-hmm. I saw the third Lord of the Rings movie when I, when it came out in theaters, having not seen the first two because one of my friends went on a date and didn't want to go alone to the movie theater. And so she (laughs) made us all go and like sit in another row. So I like went to see a movie that I had no, no, I, no context and like rewatching it now. I'm like, how, like, obviously I didn't enjoy this movie. I had zero idea what was going on. Like it had, mm-hmm. it, it bore no weight to me and I hadn't read the book. So I just was like, I don't know what the heck is going on. Um, yeah. So I was very surprised at like how moving it was and it really holds up and it's excellent direction and really good practical effects. And there are some like genuinely like horrifying moments. Cause like Peter Jackson has like horror film experience. And yeah. I mean, there's like some silly CGI moments, like when, <laughs> I keep laughing at uh, – there's a scene where, like, Frodo has the ring and he's with Bilbo. And he, like, ha- turns into a monster and he's like, Wah! and they, like, CGI his face to look like, mm. uh, like um, what's his face from Star Wars? Do it. Um, that's what that reminds <laughs> me of. He, yeah, he looks like the emperor. Um, so, like, that was, like, creepy. There's, like, a creepy moment with uh, – what's her face? Galadriel – um, also talking about the ring and like, she's like green and like, 
it's like Kate Blanchett like is in like weird like gray green scale and is just like oh. talking about like what it would mean for her to have the ring and it's like it's like very like it's it's freaky and like all of the evil like creatures and stuff like the the creature making is like really impressive the mm-hmm. the the Nazgul right the ring um the ring raids, the ring raids are like terrifying yeah. um so there's like a lot of really really clever like horror elements sprinkled throughout this trilogy that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it, and it's popular for a reason, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, like even someone who, uh, like Jamie said, not might not be super into like the fantasy, whatever is. And I feel like I'm a little bit of the same way. I can still appreciate like just a good script, you know, mm-hmm. good acting, like a good story and, um, and good effects mm-hmm. like, uh, and cinematography. So that's yeah. good that you enjoyed it. And everyone's so genuine. Like it's just like it's just a movie about relationships, and the, and the mm. relationships are so strong. And it's like it's it's also excellent character development, like really compelling development. And like and yeah, that's and it got me, it fucking got me in twelve hours. So uh, nice. so that's been Jamie's uh, nerd nook. And if you <laughs> obviously haven't watched these, like I would highly recommend them. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day, maybe not the director's cut as a first try. Or actually, that's a question. Would you recommend doing the director's cut if you're watching it for the first time or just to watch the theatrical release? Um, I mean, there's like a ton of context. And I would ask Brian, like, is this in the regular? Or like sometimes he would just say like, okay, right. so like that's not in the theatrical cut. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's helpful because again, like it's all just adding to the character development and like the world building, which obviously yeah. is like huge and, and like just so elaborate. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't mind watching it and knowing that I was not going to sit this, we watched this like over multiple days. So like right, we weren't exactly. just like sitting and like saying like, okay, we're right. not going to move for 12 hours. Like that's not, yes. don't do that. <laughs> but like, I liked the way that it was broken up because also it was nice to continue straight from the last into the next one, but then still mm. like take the breaks. But, um, I, I liked watching the extended versions cause mm. I, I liked having more context for like, you know, what was compelling people to do certain things and like, like right. the customs and things like that. Cause again, it's all about the character building and like you connect with them more because you know more about them and you're learning more about like their ways of life and, and why all of this is meaningful to any of them. So I, yeah. I found that helpful. Yeah. Okay. I think there's also another way to think of it where like, if you want to start with the theatrical cuts, get it down and really like, you know, enjoy it. But if you, and if you think you're going to watch it again, then you can watch the extended versions and like just fill out the world a little bit more. So there's kind Ah. of like an evolution of where you're watching them. But if this is a situation where it's kind of like a one and done, like I'm going to watch these and then maybe I'll watch them again, or maybe the next time I'll watch a shorter version of them just to like get it out of my system. Then yeah, sure. Um, the, to me, the extended versions are the, those are the movies. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. But like I get watching the shorter ones and then graduating to the large longer ones if you enjoyed the shorter ones. Right. Okay. That's another cool. way to think of it. I have to put it put it on my list of of things to watch. Fantastic. Was there anything else that y'all have watched or I'm sure y'all were moved out after that? <laughs> No, that was pretty much it. Although, again, maybe not quite horror, but uh, I started watching Special Forces. 
What's that? Okay, so it's a reality show. Um, oh. It's a reality show where, like, real people, like, a mix of, like, actors, but also, like, Olympians and, like, <clears throat> like sport, like, athletes, uh, also regular, like, regular, sh- not regular schmoes, but, like, politicians, like, people who, like, have been in the limelight in one way or another, um, mm-hmm. where they essentially are completing, like, special forces training. Um, oh. So they're with, like, they're with, like, you know, an Air Force person, a Navy SEAL, like, like, um, uh, I forget what the special forces is called in, in the UK. There's like a couple people from there. Um, but they're doing like super intense training. Like one of the things is they have to, they're submerged while in a Jeep, they're submerged. Mm. They have to hold their breath underwater for 20 seconds in in the car and then like and then they can go up they're also uh this one i I forget it takes place somewhere very hot so Mm -hmm. they are like running around in the desert they had to do some challenge where they were like crossing on on a rope um that was like very like very full of slack which it just seemed like impossible to do um yeah they had to fight someone who was wearing like like you 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 box and stuff like someone who was Mm -hmm. wearing like a full like gear they just had to like without them having gloves or anything, just, like, beat on <laughs> this, like, person covered in, like, the protective gear as, yeah. like, special forces training. Um, but, oh, my like, God. But it's wild. Like, I we were watching season one, and it has uh, Scary Spice. It has um, Stop. Uh, uh, Kate from John and Kate Plus 8, Kate Goslin. No um, way. It has Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I forget who else. Uh, uh, did you say Carly Lloyd? Oh, yeah. Carly Lloyd. Uh, Mike Piazza. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one's funny. Uh, that sounds someone, like someone a from time. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, yeah. Did you say Scary Spice? I did. Yeah, she said Scary yeah. Spice. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, there's a couple Jamie more. Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So like the challenges Jeez. are scary. <laughs> yeah. That's well, uh, that is insane to think about. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Wide receiver Danny Amendola. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brian's yeah, favorite wild. part is uh, so like they do these challenges and they're all mm-hmm. living like in in some uh, like desert style army housing. They're like literally in the middle of Jordan. Yeah, that's where oh. they are. And oh my god! And uh, all of the all of the special forces guys like every, every like routinely come together to talk about. They call them the recruits. And mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they say that makes you laugh? They're like we gotta dig deeper, and then they like they put a hood over their heads and like bring them into the like interrogation <laughs> it's room. So wild! Oh, and they're just like absurd. They're asking them that questions about, like, crazy. why are you here? Why are you here? What's the reason why? And it's like, I just I just never got over this thing. And it's like, okay, do better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they're just like, because they're like, you know, it's part of the Army or, like, Special Forces training. So they're just, like, yelling at people. It's amazing. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they're just miserable. <clears throat> it's called Special Forces? Yeah. And I think it's on Hulu. And there's two seasons okay. of it. And I had oh started God. it. I had started season two with a friend, and I was like, "Oh my God, I got them! I have to show this to Brian." And so we started season one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Okay. Great. With Jamie Lynn Spear. Great. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, I'll put that on the list too because that sounds like the trash TV that I want to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Well, that, yes. With that said, let's get into Saw X. <laughs> <laughs> the no special forces that are Saw X, yes. Um, okay, so we need a plot summary of this. Watch the plot. <laughs> Producer Brian will give that to us, and then we will yes. get into the things. Okay, Saw. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a plot summary for all nine, and then I'll do Saw Ten. Great. What? No, <laughs> Jamie's like, like what? No, I'll just do Saw Ten. Great. All right. So I'm putting right. two minutes on the clock for you. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> That's great. Plot him. <laughs> yeah, you got to dig deep. Wait, have you seen? Yeah, dig deep. Have you seen those memes on TikTok where it's like, um, where it's like John Kramer wants you to play a game, but like you can't understand the tape recorder because it's so <gasps> <Yes>! muffled. <laughs> it's just like, what? What do you need me to do? I, 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 need, like, I, sub- I need subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then to that, did you see the ones where it's like working with Jigsaw, like the YouTube videos? Yeah, I've uh, seen those. Yes, it says, or like living with Jigsaw and mm-hmm. like him playing a game all the time. And it's just like putting tax all over a, a computer mouse and you can't like get to your yeah. computer. <laughs> I've seen those. Stupid. And I've seen like, you know, uh, people posting like uh, jigsaw puzzles that they would never be able to solve. But they're mundane things where it's like like it's the um, it's the it's the gif of um, Jordan Peele sweating from yes. Peel, yeah. and Peele. And it's just like, yeah, jigsaw like you know, gives you a puzzle. Like you can't correct your husband for 24 hours. <laughs> like, you know, like, so like, like, like stupid stuff like that. Anyway. Yes. There are a it. lot of great saw memes online. Yes. All right. For those saw memes. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> no. Great. Let's do this. Ready, set, go. Okay. So this takes place after saw one. John Kramer is told um, that he only has months to live due to his brain cancer. So he is in a group uh, for people who, um, you know, uh, like a a group therapy for people who have or terminally ill. And he finds out from someone else in the group that they were cured through this like Norwegian miracle surgery. So he calls the, um, he ends up talking to the daughter of the surgeon who came up with this and gets accepted into the group. He pays his money and he goes down to Mexico City. So he's in Mexico City. He's on this like beautiful resort. um, um, But he like, he needs to be put, (laughs) he needs to put like special forces a hood on and be brought to this place like, he can't know where it is <clears throat> anyway he gets the surgery and then the next morning he wakes up or a couple days later he goes to kind of like i think he's he brings them a bottle of tequila or something like thank them or whatever it is um and he finds the video of the faked surgery and he checks his head and he realizes that they never cut into him so he's been scammed so essentially what he does is he finds out that the the uh cab driver was one of the fake doctors he kidnaps him he puts like pipe bombs in his arms and he tells him to try to escape and he actually does then we find out that john has kidnapped 
kidnapped all of the other doctors and he puts them through all of these trials. But then somebody else shows up, a guy named Parker, who was looking for his money back. He was also scammed. So they're trying to manage the people in the building and Parker. Long story short, it turns out that Parker is part of the scam and that he was called um, by the main doctor, um, uh, Cecilia is the main doctor. Um, all the other people die, and we'll talk about all the traps once we get through that. All the people die, and then basically they capture um, um, what's his name, uh, John Kramer. They're putting him in a blood uh, waterboard. It ends up that John knew that Parker was the guy. When they go to get the money, it p- triggers something, and then um, Cecilia and Parker need to fight. Uh, for who can survive the gas that John is pumping in because there's only one head hole. Um, Cecilia kills Parker and uh, puts her head in and uh, Amanda's here the whole time as well. So Amanda and John leave with the money. There's also a little boy. I think his name is Carlos. Um, and he's a part of that as well, but that's more just like show John's soft side. I think he gives mm-hmm. him some of the money um, to does. give to his family. Um, and then we're we're off, you know, that's the end. We're going to go into Saw 2. Um, and then there's an after credit sequence where the guy in the therapy group who lied to John is now captured. Um, and uh, it's John and our, our guy, Mark Hoffman, from like Saw like 4 through 7 Detective or whatever Hoffman. it is. Detective yeah. Hoffman, who basically are going to torture this guy. Um, and that is Saw X. And that's the plot. Yeah. That's good. Good job. Woo. So let's get into our first segment of likes and gripes. <laughs> And now are likes and gripes. Anyone would like to offer up going first on likes and gripes? Um, I'll go. I'm happy to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so just as a reminder, Jamie and I saw this in 4DX. So oh, our seats yes. were moving. There was fog. Air was being blasted at us when they go. So something I didn't mention previously is all the traps and and let me know if I'm missing one. There's Mm -hmm. the eyeball trap where they break his fingers and that's kind of like a dream. Mm -hmm. Then you have uh, that uh, you have the trap where she um, one of the women needs to cut off her leg and suck out the bone marrow to release the key. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't get enough bone marrow out. <clears throat> then you have the guy who has to do brain surgery on himself. And if mm-hmm. he doesn't um, uh, do the brain surgery on himself fast enough, which he doesn't do, um, he's killed. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other woman who um, is pulled up on chains and she basically has to like escape from all the chains and like break out of that um, through from from ionizing radiation so she's yeah. like burning and it's terrible um Ugh. um and then there's the uh and then there's the um blood uh, waterboard that is done to him and then there's the final one did, did i miss any of them there's the final one with the uh, no the that's yeah no that's it <clears throat> um but uh yeah so there's all of that um and uh just as a reminder i have not so all of those were in 4dx and that was wild um and then i uh just as a reminder i've i've seen all the saw movies except for jigsaw i've never seen Mm -hmm. jigsaw um and that brings me to the fact that i really liked this movie and especially coming from someone who really did not enjoy saw seven um 
has not seen eight hated spiral and you can listen to our episode mm-hmm. on that spiral mm-hmm. and and like that that shouldn't even count as a saw movie because it's like no the book of saw or whatever it is but anyway that's a bad movie <clears throat> so like bringing it back to john was a delight um and i think john is a really for an audience john kramer is a very complicated character because as we've talked about in other saw movies his motivations and his hypocritical nature of what he's doing comes through a lot so Mm -hmm. this is the first movie where you're kind of rooting for him in some ways but also like because it's more of a revenge movie than and and it kind of feeds in any movie that has to do with his health care i think is more effective than not like saw which I forget which one is the good one, five or six, with the insurance salesman. I think it's six, um, mm. where like the insurance mm. guy who denied his claim. That's a great that's a one. one. Yeah, yeah, the first one's obviously great because it's like his doctors and stuff like that. Um, right. Those are the ones that I think resonate more with me, and I and I like them a lot. Um, so this movie to me brought it back to what Saw really is. And I think one of the big mistakes that they realized very early on is they should not have killed John Kramer in the third movie. In the third mm-hmm. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I get it at the time. Totally. But like he is those movies. And yes. the best parts of the other movies, aside from the traps, are the flashbacks to like John and Mark or John and Amanda and stuff like that. And his wife John and all and his that wife. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Even as ridiculous as it all gets, that's the, those are the best parts of those movies. Yeah. What I like about this movie is that it brought it back to that. Um, I really like the traps in this one. I think they really worked and they were fun. I mean, fun being a relative term. Um, <laughs> I really like the emotional storyline. Um, I thought that was really good. Again, that makes it a little confusing because you're kind of like rooting for him, even though he's Jigsaw. Um, but like that didn't ruin my experience because I think that he's a deeply um, engaging and charismatic actor and character um, at yeah. the same time. <clears throat> um, uh, I loved the scenes with John and the kid where he's helping him with the bike and mm-hmm. he's trying to teach him Spanish and he's learning. And I think that just shows the softer side of him. Um, and, and cause they always talk about like him and his wife wanting to have kids and other ones, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of brings it back to that. Um, um, and I, I really, I was, I was towards the end of the movie, I was getting really upset that like this plant in the therapy group, they never talk about. And then the after credit sequence, like, yes, we got him. Um, that's literally what I thought the same thing too the entire time I was like okay if he's going after all these people like where's this other guy like he has to be going after him so it was very satisfying that uh, they tied up that loose end and they didn't let it just like linger Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is this movie perfect? No, but it was a very satisfying Saw movie. And honestly, this is a top five Saw movie for me, without yeah. a doubt. Like, honestly, the way to continue this franchise, no questions asked, is doing these, like, stupid in-between movie plots where you can just use keep using John Kramer. Because, like, who cares? Absolutely. At this point, we've just accepted the fact that he's an ultimate engineer who can build anything and require and get anything at any point in time to build these machines. Like, mm-hmm. that's totally, totally fine. Um, some of my gripes with this one, um, Amanda's hair, number one. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you said oh, that. Because that was my main gripe. That wig mm-mm. is awful. It's awful. so awful. bad. It's so bad. But it's on the so flip bad. side, on the flip side, I do think that like that is a staple in a lot of horror movies. Ugh. Like, do you know what I mean? Like 
the hair in obviously Scream Three. Like, like mm. there's this 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 weird staple of like bad wigs. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but I hated it. Um, yes, 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 yes. Those yeah. bangs. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I. I think the trailer ruined this movie mm-hmm. in some ways because I think the movie does a really good job of setting up the emotional stakes of John Kramer in the first like 40 minutes of this movie, half hour, whatever it is. However, I already knew what was going to happen from the trailer. So I was kind of just like, let's get into it already because the trailer already presented to me what the stakes of the movie were. So Mm -hmm. even though I thought it was needed and necessary to make the emotional impact of the rest of the movie and the thematic elements of the rest of this movie in terms of like, do we do this? Do we not do this? Why are we doing this? You know, with Carlos, like living to see the next day, fighting for what you believe in terms of like, because he says to the doctor at the beginning, like, are you just telling me to like stop fighting and lay down and die? Like, I think that thematically was interesting, but like, it felt slow because I already knew it was going to happen because of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the twist was maybe a little bit too predictable. I'm pretty sure that Jamie leaned over to me and, and whispered like, Oh, this guy's in on it. Like the Parker yeah. character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and at the end, it all kind of felt very fast. I would need to see this, like, multiple times, per- perhaps, to, like, the end just felt like it wrapped up, like, very quickly. Like, you had this long opening. You had this really intense, like, 40 minutes in the middle where, like, it's all the traps. And the end with, like, with um, with Cecilia just wrapped up very, very quickly. Um, and then um, I, I really liked two things. One, I liked that John... Uh, not excuse me, Mark Detective Hoffman was was in this because he yes. heard him on the phone. You can't mistake that voice um, yeah. when he was on the cell phone with him, and then you heard him like you saw him at the end, which was obviously just for you know us you know saw heads, and then um, our us sawsies, um, uh, all, all of us are cram 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 dames. I don't know. I know I was uh, trying to think of a Kramer one, but okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Crame Dames. Um, but uh, so that was there. And something I love going back to how you make this franchise move forward with like a Saw 11 is Cecilia has to survive because we don't see her die in this. She is mm-hmm. left there with her head kind of sticking out. I would love like if John had this foe from movie to movie that we never see. And like, think of it as like two timelines. You have like the original (laughs) timeline of like, and then you have the saw X, like in between one through three, you have like that Mm -hmm. secondary time. It's kind of like Ahsoka, which is in none of the movies, but like she's in all the TV shows and it's all happening. Like at the same time, they just never cross over. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? If like saw 11 was like Cecilia trying to get back at John. And like, I think that would be delightful. Um, But I really like this movie. This was a top Saw movie for me and, 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 and pretty memorable from a pretty solid year of horror movies. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll piggyback off of that because uh, first I would like to say, and I think I've probably mentioned this a million times on the podcast, but I used to rewatch these Saw movies at the end of the year with my students after we would get oh, done yeah. with our, yes. You're <laughs> mad. So we would get done with our spring concert in like April, right? And we still had like all of May until we got out of school. And so um, they already had their end of year whatever's from me. So uh, we would just 
for some, I don't know if it was my idea or, or another student's idea, but we just literally started just watching Saw from the first one and watched like all the way up until Saw 3D at the time. Um, and it was just, it just kind of became a thing that we would all, uh, do. So it was fun to kind of relive or rewatch some things or watch some of the later ones for the first time. Um, so all that to say, I have also seen all of them except for, uh, Jigsaw and it was to your point, Brian, the first thing I said, it was, I like that we're getting more of an inside look at Kramer. And I thought that it was a well thought out storyline as opposed to just the torture porn that some of the later Saw movies just sure. became. Or as we learned, splatter films from our last podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Splatter films. <clears throat> splatter films. Splat, splat. Uh, splat, splat. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I was into this. And to talk about your point about the trailer, I think I only saw a trailer for this in the movie theater, watching another horror movie. And then I sure. never revisited it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I knew that obviously everything that the, the, the doctor stuff was a scam because in the later movies, like he still is trying to get help. Yeah. But I think only watching the trailer once, I really enjoyed the slowness of the beginning to really set up like, Kramer talks about hope and like selling people false hope. And I think that that Mm -hmm. whole beginning really set it up nicely of like feeling like he had some type of hope so that when the tables do turn, like it's more of an, it was more of an impact for me. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the, uh, opening storyline and everything. And I enjoyed even the first trap, uh, being just a dream sequence of like, that's what he would have done to that mm-hmm. person if they were to steal. Um, and also when we talk about the traps, I'm, I'm excited to hear like what your favorite trap was and which one mm-hmm. do you think that you could have survived out of all of them? So be thinking of that, please. <laughs> so, uh, my gripe also for Brian was, uh, Amanda's hair, but one gripe that I really had to keep trying to suspend my disbelief was that these folks were not passing out it, mm. from these traps, oh, especially the leg trap, because you literally are losing so much blood and you yeah. see your leg come off. And I was just so surprised that people were not passing out from For sure. From this, and yeah. I don't know, and and I was thinking like maybe it's an adrenaline thing, but like also this is a fake movie, like so just let it be. Wait, but I really, what? <laughs> right? Wait, this didn't really happen. It's not real. <laughs> this isn't a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I was just like, okay, just leave it alone. Like this person is literally pulling out pieces of their brain, Oof. and I I kind of liked and was trying to kind of go back in my brain of the other saw traps. Oh no! But these Did were you pull more it out of your brain. I literally pulled it out from the side of my brain. Uh, These felt like they were more complicated or had like more steps. So it's like not only did she have to cut off her leg, but then she had to get the bone marrow. Not only did he have to like cut open his skull, he had to take out a piece of his brain and it had to dissolve in order for him to be released. And he had to build these and create these in such a short amount of time. And they were even more complex. They were even more complex. So it was, but I think to that point, Brian, the later traps and later movies aren't from him because he's dead anyway. So I guess it's that, the other true. people doing his traps. Yeah, it's yeah, not going to yeah. be as intricate because it's because not him. Detective Hoffman in a lot of those later ones is just not following the same like pattern, ethical mm-hmm. pattern that he is. And that's a part mm-hmm. of the movies. And same with Amanda. Like that's a right. part of the theme of those movies too. Right. Which was also funny to me how 
Amanda's moral dilemma was, which was interesting because she had such sympathy for Gabriella, but she mm. didn't want to follow the rules for like Cecilia. She was like, no, that bitch just needs to die. Sure. But Kramer's always <laughs> like on the path of you, they have the choice, you know, to, to live or die or whatever. So I thought that was interesting too, contrasting with like us even rooting for Kramer in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's interesting because they connected because of the, the, um, the drug addiction and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. And, and I think that that's an interesting point as well, that like you have certain empathies and sympathies for people who you understand exactly what they're going through. And I think yeah. that we've seen that in, with John a lot mm-hmm. in these series, we saw it with Amanda and this one. Um, and I, mm-hmm. and while that may not be like the overarching theme of it, I, I'm happy that that like kind of shows up now and again um, in these right. movies. Because it is interesting. Like, who is of course everyone in this is like wrong to a degree but it's like what do you feel like is more <laughs> i mean all of it is wrong. killing is wrong guys right but selling false hope too is it's like you know what sure. what do you what do you think is worse and do you even think one is worse or do you think that they're all equally mm. just bad because every like you know mm. like there's there's killing and all of That's it a good question um so, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really fun. Um, I love the gore, of course. Um, my favorite trap was the leg trap. Um, I was a little uh, upset at Gabriella's trap because I was, you know, she was going for her um, arm first to get out of the chains. And I was like, that's smart because then you fall to the ground, right? Because the chain is pulling your leg and your arm and then you mm-hmm. like are from, the, you know. <laughs> But then Cecilia's like, no, just do your leg. But that's just because she wanted everybody dead anyway. So I was like, right, oh, man, right. that's like fucking brutal. Um, Brian, you actually answered my question. I was going to say, what did y'all think about like there being a sequel with like Cecilia surviving? Mm-hmm. But I think I really like that idea of what you said of like the two timelines and like her trying to foil maybe one of his plans, but like it doesn't happen. And he still like goes through with all the, the traps that we've already seen. Um so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this for a Saw movie. Like Jamie, I also knew that the other guy was that was her boyfriend was in on it because I'm like, you can't trust anybody on mm-hmm. here. So I feel like everybody's just a part of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all that I have. But I had a, I had a really good time, and I think that even though it wasn't just like the torture porn, so many traps, like the last couple of ones were I think that the traps were well thought out and uh still gave you like the icks of saw uh but with a good like storyline wrapped around it and poor Carlos I'm glad he got some money but wow the trauma (laughs) oh the trauma so much trauma (laughs) Jamie what about you um So as Brian mentioned, we saw this movie in 4DX and uh, I I learned that I get just (laughs) as motion sick as I do on regular rides. Oh, no. (laughs) This this experience is not for the faint of heart. Um, Yeah. That being said, like I will say the – impacted my experience because I was like, please don't throw up while just watching this movie. And I did say Mm -hmm. that Brian in the beginning, I was like, I don't know if I could sit through this movie. Not because I thought the movie was too gory, but because 
of just like how much the seat was jolting for like the yeah. entire movie. Sure. Um, that like it really never stopped. Um, and, and then would just get like really intense and dramatic during all of the like action gore scenes. Um, mm-hmm. so, so not great. Um, yeah. that being said, I still, I still enjoyed the movie for like the parts I feel like I was able to really take in. I, I feel like I owe this film a rewatch to watch it without being jostled in my seat for the whole time. Right. Um, to re-experience it. But like, yeah, I mean, this, it's so funny because this film really does give you what you want, which is just like more behind what's going on in John Kramer's head, spending more time with John Kramer to the point that we are actively rooting for him, or maybe just I am because I am unhinged. I don't know, but it's like, we love you that. really, the, <laughs> the more time you spend with him in like, in this type of way was very, it was super compelling in the same way that like the first one is, even sure. though you don't spend that much time with him, but like just him being alive and learning about his mission is, is more impactful compared to, I think like after he is dead and, and what happens with this character. I also, have a hard time with like the mission evolving because I definitely agree that like in the later ones, I just don't think that the traps and like things that are happening are really aligned with what his original intentions were. And so Mm -hmm. there are some moments where it it once again feels on the fence, even in this, but it feels closer to what he sought out to do originally and how, how does experiencing this even like between one and two how does this experience like kind of ramp up um what his what his mission really is because then mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not just like random like you know it's not just the fact that like he is facing death and um and and like that experience that I certainly can't speak to at all. Like I can't, I don't know what that's like. Um, mm-hmm. but like how that affects his psyche and the way that he, the way that he views life and humanity and like it fundamentally shifts his viewpoint where he's, he's identifying people that he thinks are, are not like living, that he thinks are not taking advantage of the life that they have. And like in, in this too, there's like a hint of like, jealousy I think with that there's like there's more Mm. humanity than just like I I need to test people like there's like this deeper level of like just the weight of of that again where I think it's like one of his doctors is saying you have to accept his fate and he reads that as like what you just want me to die easy like Mm-hmm. I, that's because it's like that's not necessarily what the doctor said but he's sure. already so like he's so dead set in this new like viewpoint of the world dead that, set. yeah ooh, mm. um that he can't, he's <laughs> not going to hear anything else so right. I, I but I think that that's really interesting and compelling and like just getting more character development as we were talking about in the beginning um in a way that like we haven't really gotten this deep. Um, so I really liked that. I really enjoyed just like how much time we spent with John Kramer, um, you know, from him sitting on a bench and drawing out a torture device and then being (laughs) like, "Ah, I'm just going to throw this one away. I don't need this right now. Um, it's like, it is interesting. It's so dependent on whether or not he lives. If he gets to live his life 
does his mission then no longer, it's no longer aligned because like his, his view right. on life has once again changed. The, the act of him throwing out that picture is really fascinating because the mm. idea of him facing death has has shifted his view then to think that he's he's under the impression that he has his whole life ahead of him now or the rest of it that like right. now he's going to like move away from this like there's mm. still a part that's compelling him but i guess that's the first moment that we see him like almost having this like internal conflict of like do i need to continue on with this if there's more now like now i have more that mm-hmm. i can do and and you know not wasting it in terms of like, I have time. Um, right. So I just think all of that is like super fascinating coming out of like a Saw movie. Um, yes. So many but, layers. Uh, so uh, taking off my my elitist film lens, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, the traps are wild. Um, this movie is like really gruesome. Uh, more, I feel like more than the last couple have been because it's just like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there was a lot of like slicing and and sillier things happening in in some of the later entries in the franchise. And this one is like there is slicing, but it's like and dicing and dicing. Mm-hmm. But it really, I don't know. It just feels so much more gruesome and intense. And like mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I mean, you already talked about all of them, but just the the impact of like watching her watching the first woman Valentina like severing her leg and you're watching like the slices go back and forth it's just gross it's fucking gross and then but like, shout looking out at to the, the bone marrow yeah shout out to the, what the foley team oh, yeah because yeah. I mean, the, uh-huh. whoever Ooh. that is is king because like that's yes. how you make this even more like just yeah the sound design for something like mm-hmm. this is really important to yes. like, you know, get the intended effect and like listening to, I, I don't like this word, but I'm going to say it. It's a lot of, a lot of squelching noise yeah. that's happening with that. It's gross. Mm-hmm. How do you make squelch? How do you squelch? I, I don't know, but like <laughs> Foley artists, you know, they have that, they have that down and I'm, I applaud they them. Do. Um, I applaud them. Uh, the brain one, Ugh. Like that was like, that was like, I think that was worse than the leg. I don't like brain stuff. Okay. I don't like, you know, I was just like, what if you like hit the wrong thing? And then like you, I, I was you just like, all, yeah. Yeah. That one, that one, I didn't, I did not care for that personally, but it was very effective. It was gross. Um, and the waterboarding, I, I didn't care that much about that trap. Because because the situation was so absurd at that point, um, Mm. where this little boy is being (laughs) blood waterboarded, (laughs) it's it's perhaps one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Um, Mm -hmm. And like just them pushing back and forth, and the boy seeing John Kramer like take it, but he knows that he's like dying of cancer, and so then like this little boy goes to hit it, and and it's just like. What what world is this happening in? This is like yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was that was comical. Um, maybe we needed a little bit of a respite from the other really intense things happening. Um, maybe, but uh, I 
I always love when the um, when the soundtrack pumps in. Um, yeah. Like at the end, it's so satisfying. Um, and it's so funny that it's called Zep's theme and Zep doesn't make it past the first movie. And yeah. it's, and it's now the theme of, I love that. I love that mm-hmm. so much. Of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Zep. Um, <laughs> Aren't but, uh, yeah, but your theme, li- just like John Kramer died early on, he still lives on in, in one way or another, on. just as there, mm-hmm. there's Zep's legacy. Um, yes. But yeah. It just like, as soon as it starts playing, you know, like, oh, oh. Oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Somebody's got got. Here's the twist. <laughs> yes, um, uh-huh. and it it also like is a twist, which also mm. aligns with like the first movie. Like yes. the reason why Saw is is like one of the best <laughs> horror movies of all time is that twist is wild. If you've never seen Saw, that first watch blows your mind. You are not expecting that. You can't, Mm -hmm. and like, you can't replicate, like you can't go back and watch it again and like experience that the same way unless you Mm -hmm. have amnesia and you can't remember. Um, so this, I feel like is a good, this was a good twist. While yes, the other ones do have twists. They're, they're, they're okay. They're not, they're not all as, as I think effective. Um, but I thought this one was a pretty good one. Um, like I, I was, I was waiting for Cecilia to to get got, but like I, I was happy with how with her with her gotting, if that yes. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I <laughs> I also hated um, Amanda's wig. It was it, I detested it. It was uh, gross. Um, and Mary. uh. Was there anything else I really hated? I mean, I hated oh. like that assault scene that happened yeah. before Amanda yeah. kidnapped. Um, that was Valentina, Valentina that got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I really hated that too. That was on my gripes list, and I hated it even more because the 4DX like simulated her yeah. like biting in the back seat of that car. Oh. And I did not like that. I think no. that that was a poor choice. I think mm-hmm. that that was that specific moment to like turn that into like your chair jostling and like all of that really was, was tactless. Um, I think that if there had been no jostling in that scene, because then Amanda breaks the window and like pulls that guy out at, 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 you know, towards the end of that scene, Mm -hmm. that would have been much more effective of like the glass breaking was the first experience. You got like maybe air blew on your head, back of your head from the chair. Like that happened quite a bit. Um, So not only was that scene like t- unnecessary, it was made even worse by the 4DX experience mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. Mm. Not, not a good, not a good moment. Um, no, but, uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I really didn't like. Um, also, shout out to Billy the Puppet uh, for his appearance in this film as well. Yeah, his unnecessary appearance just because he's the he's the brand. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally, the he's the mascot. Um, right. I guess <laughs> one other thing that I thought was kind of silly is like I'm surprised that John Kramer didn't realize sooner that like there was nothing under the wrapping. Like if you had yeah. if you had gone through surgery and you are in recovery. Like you are going to feel something like right once the even like if they're giving you medication, uh-huh. sure. But at some point the medication wears off so that you take more or mm-hmm. you run out and then 
Like, have I just have a hard time believing that he wouldn't know. I thought that too. And, and even just with the, like, feeling better of it all, like feeling mm-hmm. different, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like having that out of your system and what that would do to your body, you know. And yeah. like, if I got surgery, yeah. I would try to look at it. Like, I'm right. just like a curious person. Like, I, I assume that other people do fair. the same thing. Like, if you get any kind of surgery, you're going to like, you know, not like undo the whole thing, but maybe like no, but- try to see what, what happened and like, if there's nothing, and there's gonna be blood spots. Like yeah. there's gonna be like you know, it's gonna sure. be sore. It's gonna be tender. Like there was yes. a, seemingly none of that, and I feel like that was all just a huge giveaway. And so I thought that like the scene of him like finally taking the bandages off didn't have that much of an impact on me because I was like, there's absolutely no way that you wouldn't know that that this pain is is like reverberating throughout your skull. Like- Cecilia has all these elaborate plans, but like you can't just like put a little bit of fake blood on the wrapping, right? Or like, or, like <laughs> do something just, like, to make it a little more convincing. Yeah, while he was under anesthesia, just like hit him over the head, you know, a little bit to make yeah. him like a little bit. Groggy. I thought that she like, would actually like saw into his head and then do stitches because even if you're right. not like, if the vet tech is the one who's the pretend surgeon he still probably knows how to do stitches, even if they're for exactly. animals only. So like I had a suit, I was like, why else? It doesn't make sense why you would get a vet tech if you didn't want to use somebody who had some kind of medical training. Mm-hmm. And so I just assumed that like he would actually get cut into just like as a flesh wound, if you will, to mm-hmm. give off the appearance that like something more serious, he had endured something more serious and they just wrapped him up and let him and go. Him on but yeah. then I was I think thinking those wild. drugs had to have been so good that he took the stuff that he had to drink day and night. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, that yeah. had to be the, good like, stuff. Yeah. Like some animal tranquilizer stuff for, for him to not feel any, you know, like have any of those, uh, like symptoms Definitely. after he's yeah. also, a deep like we've established sorry i keep like going on and on this is like approaching on parlor talk but um we've already established that he's like deeply untrusting of people and Mm -hmm. like the vetting that he does about the surgery he like has the phone call he like asks a bunch of questions to the doctor and like is trying to get more information about like miracle miracle surgery and cure and the again, it just goes back to like it doesn't really make sense to me that he would not realize that nothing happened after going right. through this like whole interview process where he's like, "All right, and then what do you do?" And like, give me more information. And also, just saying that it's a like a a great combo of surgery and and a cocktail and cocktail is like yeah. so <laughs> unhelpful. Like, I'm sure. I don't believe that he wouldn't ask more questions. Uh, like right. he's just sure. very inquisitive and like wants to know and like, you know, is, is very research focused. So again, mm-hmm. you've established this about this character. How does he not know any sooner? Yeah. At the end of the day, the movie is really relying on the fact that you believe that somebody who is terminally ill would do anything and believe anything in that moment. But Mm. I agree with you, Jamie. What we know about John Kramer, even just from Saw 1, like if you eliminate everything after Saw 1, even from that, you know, we get more of a feeling that he's a little bit more uh, 
detail oriented uh, right. than, than the, the average person, I would say. Especially with how much money he was giving them. It's like, I want to know yeah. every yeah. single step. Yeah. Also, did yeah. he go back to the States to get like his puppet and stuff like that and then bring it back? <laughs> like, did he leave Mexico, then come back? Like, where did he get all the tools from? That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. He had it shipped. Unclear. He had the doll shipped. Oh, yeah. You think he called his wife and he was just like, hey, can you ship my doll? Yeah. So I, I also like, do. we don't really know how long it took him to like set all of this up, but it, it definitely seems very quick. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. But all all of my complaints aside, I still really have a good time. Maybe mm-hmm. lessened by uh, you know, forty blood blood smells being pumped in and being stabbed in the back several times. Sure. Oh yeah, Don't the like chair it. did like jut the chair like it really hurt out in your back. I, I sat like very uncomfortable. I had to like like readjust myself and I was sitting like leaning forward for like most of this movie for oh man for a hundred minutes at least I was leaning forward in my chair Just so I wouldn't get <laughs> stabbed stabbed yeah mm-hmm. I enjoyed the 4DX yeah. yeah you don't want to fall out too right um I enjoyed the 4DX but I would be very selective about which movies I'd used it for mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. Okay. And definitely get Any... there before the movie starts. You don't want your popcorn to be jostled out of your hands. Right. Ha! That is very true. <laughs> uh, any other likes and gripes before we move on? No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's get into our next section. Mm, brains. So mm. many brains. Tasty, tasty. <sighs> brains. So many tasty, brain surgeries. Oh, so many brain surgeries. That's wild to me anyway uh so jamie you had mentioned this before or maybe brian did uh, uh, about just the group therapy sessions that um were happening but i just wanted to ask if you knew by chance um do all terminally ill patients like have to do the therapy or is it that just something that's offered to them as kind of like a a helpful mental thing yeah Um, I definitely don't think like folks are required to do stuff, but I think like Mm. if somebody like, you know, is, is hospitalized for like a very serious condition, um, or like something like cancer, I think there's a lot of, uh, like resources available. If folks are in the hospital system, they might be, they're probably connected to a social worker in the hospital who's like offering them all these different kinds of resources, um, both within a hospital and also outpatient. So like outside of the hospital, um, Mm -hmm. for, for like cancer in particular, there's like, uh, like hundreds of, of groups and, and resources. Um, and not just for like people who are experiencing, um, like any health issue or cancer, but also like, you know, the support system, um, like, Folks, there's there's support groups for people whose family members are have a terminal illness or have cancer, and like they mm-hmm. can get support too, because it really affects everyone. Um, so not yeah. a requirement, but like there are a, like so many resources out there, which is really great. Yeah, that's really nice. They offer it to families too, um, mm-hmm. just uh, throughout the whole, because it, it does it does affect you know uh, uh, the people around you as well. So yeah. that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you briefly mentioned this, Jamie, talking about Kramer's first doctor that gave him the uh, diagnosis uh, 
but he said something about um, accepting uh, that patients do better when they just accept what's happening. And then Kramer was like, are you just telling me to die easy? So how do you just feel about that conversation in general? Like, do you feel like that could have been a different way that the doctor didn't need to necessarily say that? Or was he just not using the right verbiage uh, in that situation? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I think that there's a stereotype of doctor bedside manner and like how doctors mm. communicate certain things. I think there's a stereotype that's based in like maybe maybe some compassion fatigue of like folks who are in helping professions just kind of slowly lose empathy because they're like inundated with this stuff day in and day out and maybe mm. have a harder time like always kind of putting themselves in the position of like you're sharing some pretty <clears throat> like distressing dire news with folks on a daily basis especially if you're like a, a specialty of any kind like if you are an mm -hmm. oncologist which is like a doctor for cancer then you are this is what you are dealing with day in and day out um, right. So I, you know, maybe I can see <clears throat> the intention of what the doctor was trying to communicate, but I, I don't think that that was maybe the best way of doing it. Um, I also think that, uh, like, is that, I, I have mixed feelings on this. Like, is, is mm. that the doctor's role? Like what do you, do you feel like the doctor's role is to provide that source of comfort to somebody right. receiving that news? Um, and I, I have like mixed, mixed thoughts on it. Like, I think part, like, I think there's a different way to say like, we've really explored all of the options. And like, unfortunately, like there just aren't any other treatments that I'm aware of that could be successful in the way that you want them to be right now. Like I wouldn't say like just accept the fact that you're dying. I think that that's like right. a little bit dismissive and invalidating, but mm. I would like, I would reframe that into like, you know, based on your test results, like here's what I know. This is the information that I have. And like, I'm sorry that I don't have any other like resources that I can think of. Like, again, yeah. you're welcome to kind of like look outside the box, but like you know, I'm, I'm, I can't speak to like how effective some of those things might be. Um, yeah. Like kind of speaking to that point and not just not really telling him like, just, you know, this is it, this is the end and, and mm -hmm. leaving it like mm -hmm. that. I mean, we love a reframe and, and <laughs> you just saying those things of it's being honest with the person while also saying like, I feel free to look into other things that I, you know, I might not even know about, but you know, if you want to look into other ways, that's, that's fine too. But this is all the information that I can give you in, in this time period, you know, mm -hmm. not just, all right, bye. It is what it is. <laughs> right. Good luck. Oh, uh, that reminds me of you talking about that. Uh, what's, what's the, um, in Grey's Anatomy, her friend, uh, cause she was never was like, um, sympathetic to any of her, uh, patients, patients. really. Mm. Um, Dr. Oh, it was Meredith's like best friend in the whole series. And I can't think of her name in the I show. Sandra O's sure. character. Yes. Sandra O's character. Thank you. I've never seen an episode. No, that's I not true. No, we, you've I, seen I, it on TikTok. I, I've watched it on TikTok <laughs> And I've seen there's a musical episode, isn't there? There is a musical episode. I never watched that episode, but there is one. That's the one I've seen. 
That's hilarious. But Sandra O's character is very much like not in the bedside manner type of doctor. Mm, But mm. I understand, like you said, Jamie, you just see so much that that's not like in the forefront of your brain um, to to do that, to offer that comfort. Uh, Okay. Last question I have is I would love to Billy or Stu, Dr. Cecilia or Cecilia, because she's not a doctor, um, Amanda and Kramer. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. It's a scream, baby. Billy or Stu. (laughs) How do you feel? How do I feel? Well, I definitely think that Cecilia is a Billy. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. hardcore. She had this whole evil plot uh, yeah. to to dupe people, to dupe vulnerable people, um, and really thought out her whole plan. And I think that that puts her firmly in the Billy category. Um, so yeah. That's, that's her. Uh, in terms of Amanda, well, let me do John Kramer next. Okay. I think that John Kramer also is a Billy. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, again, like, you know, similarly, I think that even if we, like, empathize with him because he is dealing with cancer and, um, you know, it's terminal, uh, still yeah. still not doing some great things. Uh, I would say still. pretty bad things, actually. Um, and very, like, well thought out and <laughs> – and, uh, and yeah, so definitely also mm-hmm. a Billy. I think, I think Amanda is more of a stew mm-hmm. because I don't think, I think that she's more, I think she's connected to John and like her relationship with John is influencing her behavior. But I don't think that she's like as like, thinking about all of this, orchestrating it in the same way that he is. I think she's a lot more reactive and impulsive. And yeah. I think that puts her more as a stew than a Billy. Okay. Because even in this, she's like struggling with following through with um the sure. one the one girl that she like connects with and she like right. with Gabriella and she feels like badly about it. And then yeah. um she's just like reacting a lot to Cecilia when, like, the tables have turned. So I think that – I I mean, she's, like, playing it up. But I think also, like, if you've seen some of the later entries of the chain, she's also very Mm Stu-like. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Okay, great. That's all the questions that I have. Brian, did you have anything? No, I think that's really great. Fantastic. Well, should we rotten to mutton this? Rotten to mutton. Let's rotten to mutton it. Yes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Okay. So let's dig let's dig deep. (laughs) What do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh Jamie, you wanna guess first? Uh seventy-six. Ah, I was gonna say seventy-seven. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this has an eighty percent. Wow, nice. that's awesome! But the audience score is eighty nine percent. All right, and I like doing the newer movies because I get a critics consensus and an audience says. 
Ooh. So here's the 80% critics consensus. Led by a franchise best performance from Tobin Bell, mm-hmm. Saw X reinvigorates the series with an installment that has a surprising amount of heart to go with all the gore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I dig that. Uh, I dig it. The, the audience says, adding dimension to the franchise's main characters while still leaving plenty of room for the gruesomely graphic horror these movies are known for, Saw X might be the best sequel in the series so far. Hmm. I think that's debatable, for sure. Yeah. But it's still I, it's higher up, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd put this higher than one, two, or maybe three. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would put it above everything except for maybe six, whatever the insurance salesman one is. I'd like to put this at my fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Next. What do you think this averaged on, um, uh, uh, letterboxd again, it's out of five with decimal points. 3.6. 3.8. It has a 3.2, actually, which is a bit surprising. However, um, it's got a lot of – 23% of its ratings are four stars. 23% of its ratings are three and a half stars. And 22% of its ratings are three and a half. So it really – it ranges right there in the middle for people. Um, So that's that's super interesting. Um, Should we do the four S's? Yes. 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 Uh, suggestions. The talking horns four S's. <laughs> the four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Um, we are going to rank those one through ten. Ten being the worst, ten being the best, or one being the worst, ten being the best. Um, so let's start with uh, Jamie. What are your skulls, scares, and shakes for Saw X? I think for skulls, I'm going to give this a... Uh, I'm, like, leaning towards a 7 or a 6.5. Mm. Does it lose a half a point for him not feeling yeah. the pain yeah, in his so skull? Yeah, so 6.5, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for fleshing that out with me. Oh. Um because I I think that a lot of people are, you know, if placed in a saw trap of dire circumstances, they're doing the best that they can with what they have. Maybe Cecilia's plan is a little bit far-fetched. Um, but I think it's based in reality. Um, Mm -hmm. that like people are willing to, to take advantage of vulnerable people, um, if money is involved. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like 6.5, um, for scares, I'm going to give this a four, I'm going to give it a 4.5. The extra 0.5 is for the nausea that I felt throughout this movie uh, for the, for the X. Um, but this movie, like I said, it's it's really gruesome. It's gross, and it I it, it does it it does not hold back. It really comes in very intensely. Um, while maybe not jump scary, it's still like very disturbing images um, mm-hmm. that that like sear into my brain. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
first shakes. I mean, this was like a very memorable. I know that it, there's recency bias and stuff, but like I think I'm sure. gonna give it a seven. Um, there was a lot that I really liked about this movie that just like I think is really resonating with me in like its staying mm-hmm. power. Um, because we saw this when it came out, and it's it's been some time. Um, but like I still really remember a lot. Like, again, like those those some of those gross scenes are really etched into my brain. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think it, it was really effective. And I don't think I can name one spiral trap for you. Mm. Oh, no. I, yeah, I don't uh-uh. remember that movie. I remember no. the end because I was like, yeah. oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Uh, Nikisha, what about you? Yeah, Skulls, I gave it a seven um, just because it was dealing with a lot of moral things that I thought was really interesting for mm. the Saw movies. Scares, I gave it a five because it was very gory and those sound effects were crazy. I rewatched this movie. So I watched it in theaters and then I watched it at home and mm-hmm. it still really kind of held up. Cool. Maybe even more so watching it again at home with like how gory it was. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shakes, I'll give it a six um, because out of the salt chain, it really stands out. So cool. I like it. Uh, I'm very much in line with the two of you. I gave it a six for Skulls for similar reasons that you all did. I gave it a four for Scares, same reasons as as you all did. Um, I will say a lot of those gory scenes were definitely enhanced um, by, like Jamie said, by the 40X. Like when she has to like bang her hands, break her hands and feet to get out of the chains mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, like anytime that happened, like the seat would move. It was like very effective. Um, yeah. And then uh, I gave it a 6.5. I'll just give it a 7. I'll give it a 7 for Shakes because I can't believe that the 10th movie in this chain like really stuck with me. And again, recency bias out, like I will definitely consider this one of the better Saw movies, which is like kind of crazy after like all these years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I'll start with my suggestion. Uh, you want a Saw, Saw-esque movie? That's, that's kind of cool. I, we recently watched and I really liked The Collector. Oh, my God. You did mine. That's so wild. Wait, that's yes. your suggestion, too? That's my suggestion, too. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it really is aligned with Saw X in particular, just in terms yeah. of, like, character like character development and, mm-hmm. like, what's happening without spoilers. Um, and it, like, it was it – was, it's it's also pretty gruesome and gory. That's like yeah. a warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We 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 really enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. What was the I, one? I like I got squeamish at, at times. Yeah. It like I was like grossed out. Yeah. Ooh. What did we watch that on? Uh, I, I we watch when we watched it. It was on Prime. Mm, um, okay. But let me uh, let me just double check uh, where it is currently. Yeah. And there is a sequel, but we did not watch that. We didn't watch the collection, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's the collector and then the collection. The collection. Yeah. It's yeah. still on it's still on Prime Video. Oh, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It's also on Tubi. Yeah. Tubi Tubi. Love a good and Tubi. Pluto. Movie. It was totally worth it. Really great. Yeah. I think you would really yeah. dig it, Nikisha. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I my suggestion was just like in being a game in a game and like getting hands out of handcuffs, so Gerald's game. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, that was it. Cool. Great. Well, that wraps up our episode of Saw X. As I try to do my heart thing again. X. Saw X. X. We loved it. Uh, You can follow us on all social medias, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at TalkHorrorPod, P-O-D. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Yeah, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So an example of something like Spotify. Um, Perhaps (laughs) you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And don't forget, it really helps us. This holiday season, all we want from you is uh, a review. So um, yeah, definitely you can re- you can review us there. Five stars, please. And thank, thank you. you. Also, before we go, gift. I do thank you for the holiday <laughs> gift, the Christmas gift. Um, yes. But uh, something I do also want to mention is that this is the last episode of season five of. Talking horror. What does that mean? That's a great question, Brian. What that actually means is nothing. It means that we're just taking a week <laughs> off where I'm going to air an episode from the past. And then we'll start again this uh, holiday season. We're going to do some other movies that we missed. Uh, and then we're going to do some holiday movies. And then we'll be back at you also with our best of the year. Uh, mm. I love doing that episode. It's so much fun. And yes. then we're just going to kick it into full high gear. Next year is a lot of movies coming out. So super excited. So keep on listening. So the next time you listen to us with a new episode will be two weeks from now. Uh, season six, baby. Get ready. Hey, Get ready. Season six, baby. Fantastic. Hashtag still doing our best season six. <laughs> still doing our best. Fantastic. You have a quote, Brian? Are you good? No quotes? Uh, I, I, You know, I didn't have any quotes from this one, but there was okay. that one quote where it was like, um, oh, no, I have to saw my leg off. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, can't. I don't know if that was a quote. But that's what she probably would have said if, you know. Yes. If, if you had to. Ooh, okay. To I found it. some on IMDb. Um, yes. We have, this is not retribution. It's a reawakening. Uh, Ooh. There's that's also, you've played your last con game, but not your last game. That's a yeah. great one. It yes, is. yes, yes. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.